Mm -mm. Hallelujah. Isn't he worthy this morning? He is worthy, worthy, worthy of all of our praise. Go with me to the book of Luke this morning, chapter number 2, and I'll give you a second when you find your place, stand with me. If you can stand, we're going to honor the reading of God's Word as we read the Christmas historical account out of Luke chapter 2. I'll read verses 20, excuse me, verses 1 through 21, and I'll give you a brief summary as our sermon. So stand with me, Luke chapter 2. Verse number one, if you're able. It came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. Joseph went up also from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. She brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to, what is the next two words? All people. That's you and me. Amen. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away, from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go now, even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. They came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. When they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard of and seen as it was told unto them. Verse 21, the last verse. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called, everybody say it, Jesus, which was so named of the angels before he was conceived in the womb. Thank you, and you can be seated in God's presence this morning. I want to focus now on verse number 14, where the angels declared glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. If you look up 
the phrase goodwill in the Greek uh, dictionary from, which, for, from the Greek word from which we get that phrase. It literally means satisfaction. It means delight or kindness. It means wish or purpose or desire or good pleasure. But I want to focus specifically on the word satisfaction. Satisfaction towards me. Now think about this for just a minute. Elijah had already explained how Jesus uh, made himself lower than the angels. He uh, the Bible said in the book of Hebrews that we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Simply, he walked a mile in mine and your shoes. He came not just to be a substitutionary sacrifice, but he wanted to know the extent of our suffering so that he would know how best to personally minister to us in our hours of greatest need. Think about the love that he exudes from the cross as he, as he places himself in such humility and embarrassment and shame. Uh, uh, and and he, he suffers all the plights that men could possibly suffer so that he could relate to us as our Savior. What a wonderful Savior that we serve this morning. Amen. And I believe that Jesus wanted to, to hunger like we hunger. He wanted to hurt like we hurt. He wanted to feel what, what we feel when we are in grief and sorrow and pain. Who better to know how to minister to somebody than someone who's been through it themselves. And so I'm glad to announce to you that Jesus Christ, because of what he went through, gives us what I would like to call as the title of my sermon this morning, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Can somebody say amen? 100% satisfaction guaranteed. He not only experienced our pain and our sorrow. You say, well, but what about sin? Jesus never had to be separated from the Father because halls of sin then I would ask you the question why on the cross when he who knew no sin became sin for us why would he have prayed uh, my God my God why hast thou forsaken me yes even Jesus knew what it was uh, not to be separated from his father because of his own sin uh, but because of your sin and because of my sin he became came obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, so that he could present himself as a, a, a spotless lamb to make payment for the sins of past, present, and future, so that the angels could indeed declare uh, of a truth that this is uh, uh, peace on earth. Uh, this is goodwill towards men. Uh, and I want you to know this morning uh, that Jesus, born in Bethlehem, uh, which uh, means house of bread, uh, became the bread of life uh, by which he satisfies every hungry and thirsty soul who comes to partake 
of him. Somebody say amen. John chapter number 6 and verse 51 said, uh, this is Jesus speaking. He said of himself, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave. Can somebody say amen right there? I'm telling you this morning that if you'll just, uh, uh, amen, the Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. If you ever get a taste of that living bread, you will be 100% satisfied. Amen. I remember the day I got saved, September the 9th of 1990, as an 11-year-old boy. I've not been perfect, but I can tell you one thing I've never been. I've never been hungry in my soul. I've never had to seek satisfaction in this old world because of a void and an emptiness in my soul since the day that I got saved. And as a result, I've avoided a lot of the pitfalls falls that many who do not know Christ uh, seek pleasure in, uh, seek fulfillment in. They'll go to drugs. They'll go to alcohol. They'll go to premarital sex. They'll do anything and everything to try to bring joy and peace and happiness. And it's only uh, destructive in nature without Christ. Amen. Uh, But let me tell you, on September the 9th of 1990, when I gave my heart to Jesus uh, and my sins were washed away beneath Calvary's crimson flow, uh, I was 100 percent satisfied amen Uh, and Jesus quenched the thirst of this poor boy's soul amen church Uh, Jesus said blessed are they Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6 blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled Jesus who became hungry came to become the bread by which to satisfy other hungry people think about that Uh, did you know that God has an appetite I, I know what he told Job over there in the book of Job he said if I were hungry I would not tell thee I believe that was Job but that was the father speaking to Job but the father just didn't tell Job but God does have an appetite let me submit to you this. We are, we are revealed the appetite of God through His Son, Jesus Christ. That God's appetite is to render and to deliver peace on earth and goodwill towards men. Nothing would satisfy God any more than for what Jesus paid for on the cross to be delivered to all of mankind. In fact, the Bible says it is not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's why when I preach to someone who's never received Christ as their Savior, I often say to them, God's not going to let you go down without a fight because He's done everything earthly and humanly and divinely possible to save you. And if you could just Call on him in faith and repentance. He'll save you immediately and he'll save you permanently if you'll just call on his name. God is not satisfied knowing that millions upon millions are dying and going to hell. What a waste when there's a way to heaven. What a waste when the cross has been provided for. Why would you, the Bible says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Why would you reject and neglect the cross of Calvary? 
Calvary knowing that hell will be your home. If you go to hell, my friend, it won't be God's fault because he's done everything, but he's not going to twist your arm. He's not going to pry you. He's not going to drag you along and make you. You have to come of a willing heart, but if you will call on him today, he is eager to save you. Amen. It would satisfy him. Now, his greatest satisfaction, God's, is, uh, is uh, I'm going to tell you what his greatest satisfaction is and how he pulls that off in just a moment. But I need you to know this. Jesus certainly satisfies hungry humanity. Amen. Uh, so we know how we get satisfaction, but how does the Father get satisfaction? I'm glad you asked. Amen. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 10. The Bible said this was a prophecy of the crucifixion of the darling Lamb of God. It said, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure, the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his, that's Jesus' soul, and shall be satisfied. This word satisfied in the Hebrew means a uh, to feel, to satisfaction, it means to have enough, it means to be full, and it means to have plenty. Can I get an amen? Jesus, God the Father looked at the God the Son, soul, a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice, and it filled him to the full. The Bible said, by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquity. So we know this, Jesus satisfies a hungry humanity, but even more impressive is the fact that Jesus satisfies the hunger of his Father. Who did the Father tell that he was hungry? Well, I imagine they had a conversation, the Trinity did. Who else could they talk to about such high matters? Who else could pull off such a redemption plan so beautifully, so eloquently, and so with such precision and accuracy and perfectness uh, that there was not a single flaw in his entire redemptive plan for humanity? Oh, I could see the Father say to the Son, I'm not satisfied being separated from my crea creation. I, I did not create them to fall, to blunder. I did not create them to just to, to just to go to hell. I did not create them to live beneath the purpose that I created for them. I, I did not create them uh, uh, for any other reason than to worship me, uh, but we've got to fix this problem. And God was not satisfied uh, until His Son uh, gave Himself an offering for sin. Uh, and then at that point, even the Father's hunger was, uh, was, uh, was made complete was satisfied, was fulfilled. His, his, his appetite uh, was quenched, if you will. Uh, and I want you to know today, uh, if you're lost under the sound of my voice, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, that God is hungry 
for you. Amen. Uh, uh, but the only satisfaction is through Jesus Christ. Uh, you must come through Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh uh, unto the Father but by me. Amen. Uh, there is no other way to heaven. Uh, I know that what Oprah said, and I know what a lot of them are saying, that there are many. I, I think I, I don't remember how many of them are saying it now, uh, but I know that they're all a bunch of liars. There's only one way to heaven, and his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, and you need to understand this morning that the only way uh, to satisfy your Creator is to go through the offering that He made for you through His own Son's blood. Amen. So here then is what I would call the great reconciliation of the ages. That both the deepest longings of the Creator and the created are met at the cross. Woo! Hallelujah. If you want to see the glory of God in its greatest splendor, don't look to the skies. I know the Bible says that the heavens declare the glory of the Lord, and indeed that is impressive. But let me tell you what's more impressive than the expansive universe uh, that we haven't even come close to exploring and understanding is the expansive vastness of His love shed abroad uh, towards you and me on the cross of Calvary. Amen. At the cross, at the cross, uh, where I first saw the light uh, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there. By faith I received my sight. And now... Now I'm happy all the day. You ask me why I'm happy. I'll tell you why I am. It's because I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And God is happy and satisfied that I'm saved and a part of His family. I'm telling you, God don't want to do you ill will. Some of you think God's mad at you. Some of you think God wants to do you wrong. Well, I got what's coming to me. I guess I guess God won't never forgive me. Do you realize how foolish that sounds to know that God made a way for you to escape? escape uh, the punish the eternal punishment of your sin i know there's some things in your flesh you're going to have to deal with uh, till the day you die but your soul uh, can be redeemed this morning you don't have to sleep another restless night uh, you don't have to worry about going to hell another moment of your life uh, if you'll know right now god actually does want even you amen I don't care how dirty rotten you are I don't care how messed up you are I don't care what you've been what you thought what you said how far you've run what you've done to rebel against the things of God you said there's no way that God would love me now I've done blown it I've done gone too far I've done messed up no honey there's no sinner too deep in sin that the blood of Jesus cannot reach amen Jesus called himself the water of life you know what the water of life does it flows to the lowest points of elevation amen uh, and if you find yourself at the bottom that's exactly where the water's trickling amen uh, that's exactly where Calvary's flow is running towards uh, let me tell you something this morning you need to give your heart and life to Jesus uh, so that he can be satisfied knowing uh, that you're going to be in heaven with him someday I didn't think God wanted me at 11 years old but the joy that flooded my soul when I discovered that he loved me the, even me, hey man, I knew he loved everybody else, but I doubted he loved me. 
but when the Holy Ghost come and convicted me and convinced me, amen, I, and I'm telling you something right now, some of you right now, the Holy Ghost is preaching right at you, uh, he's speaking to your heart right now, and you can't ignore it, you can't dodge it, you can't, uh, you can't get it out of your heart and mind, you've been running for a long time, uh, but the Holy Ghost has dialed you in and said, God wants to be satisfied this morning, knowing that you've accepted his sacrifice for your sin. Nothing will make God happier. You want to give God a birthday present? Give him yourself. You want to sing happy birthday to Jesus this morning? Give your heart and life over to him. Nothing will bring God more satisfaction than for you to find satisfaction in his son, Jesus Christ. Everybody standing to your feet. Every head bowed and every eye closed. As Joe comes, he's going to play a song of invitation. And I want to invite you right now to come. I know that there... Uh, the Holy Ghost does not lie. There's somebody in this building that needs to give your heart and life to Jesus. And now's a good time to do it. I wish I could, I wish I could say it like I feel it. How much He wants you. How much He loves you. How much grace He has for you. How much forgiveness He has for you. How much compassion and tenderness. Church, I want you to pray right now with me that the Lord would smite the heart unto repentance. Would you do that, Father, in the name of Jesus? We ask you for these few moments, for that one, or there may be more than one, in this building that needs to just surrender it all. Lord, I pray that you'd open up their blinded eyes. I pray that you would soften their stony heart. I pray, God, that you would give them the grace and the strength they need and the faith they need to step forward. Nobody in the Bible ever got saved privately. It was always a public affair. Jesus said, you will not be ashamed of me if you're one of mine. Lord, I pray that you give them the courage right now to just come on. I know they don't have to come up here to the front, but there's something to be said about the authenticity of a, of a conversion when someone is boldly and publicly and unapologetically ready to give their heart and life to Jesus. Lord, this is how I feel compelled to do it this morning. Would you tug on their heart, give them the victory to come forward in Jesus' name. Do you have a song you can sing, Elijah? Go ahead. Everybody, every, hey, about every eye closed for just a moment. As I followed the star to Bethlehem, I wondered what I would find. And when I got there, I fell down to worship him. Because as I beheld him, I began to cry. He was born to die. So the lost sheep could find their way back home. Yes, he was born 
to die Who is this young maid who mothers the king a virgin so young sweet and kind then she asked me would you like to hold him and as i held him i began to cry he was born to die so the lost sheep could find their way back home yes he was born to die now this mighty child grew in admonition and as he grew older he realized his mission. He said, I was born to rise so I could earn the victory over sin. Oh, yeah. Yes, I was born to rise so that you, my child, can enter in. 